Welcome to the Life Changer Church Podcast. Let's jump in the Word with Dr. Ted Estes, Senior Pastor at Life Changer Church. Hey everybody, it's Pastor Ted again with the second installment on our study in the miracles of the Gospel of John. Uh, you'll remember that uh, we talked about how John made the comment in John chapter 20, uh, verse 30 and 31, when he said, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But uh, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. These were signs that are found in the Gospel of John. Remember now, the Gospel of John was written much later than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And John was dealing with a, a emerging heresy in the church. And it's, it's um, in a word, it's called Gnosticism. There are many different expressions of it. Uh, but some of it was that Jesus wasn't truly born in the flesh. Some of it was Jesus didn't truly do supernatural signs and wonders. Those issues or those controversies have been in the church since the beginning of the church. Uh, even today, there are those who do not believe that God still does miracles, uh, but I'm not one of them. I believe God does miracles. I've seen miracles, um, both in other nations and in this nation. So as we do this lesson today, um, this one is found in John chapter 4 and verse uh, 46 and following. So I'd like to read that to you. As I said last time, I'm reading to you from the New King James Version. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee. Where was he? It was in Cana of Galilee. That's where the, the water was turned to wine. Same region where he had made the water of the wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick in, uh, at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. And Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was uh, now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him yesterday at the, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives, and he himself believed, and his whole household. This again is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. So listen to this story. This man's son was very sick. Now remember, in the first century, there was not modern medicine. 
There, there was not what we would think of running down to the hospital, getting an antibiotic, taking a shot, uh, getting an uh, uh, inoculation to keep from getting sick. None of that was true in the first century. And when, when a child would get sick or a, an adult would even get sick, with any of the things we think of today, there was no help. And this little boy was critically ill. In fact, from all apparent, all signs, he was dying. The father was going to where he thought he could get some help. He had heard of Jesus. He probably had heard of the miracle of turning water to wine. They were in the same area. You know, yesterday I heard that one of my friends was really sick. I wanted to go pray for him. So I drove. I got in my car with my wife, and I drove. I think it was 200 miles round trip yesterday afternoon to go and pray for my sister. And not my biological sister, my sister in the Lord. And he came home. Well, you couldn't do that in Jesus' day. But the father had heard that Jesus had come back into the region, and he knew that Jesus was special. So he went to inquire of the Lord, really to ask him, come and save my son. You know, I would do that. I have two sons. I would absolutely do that. If the only hope you have is to go find that guy, this, in this occasion it was Jesus, I would go do that. He got to Jesus. Jesus says, you people just want to see signs and wonders. If you don't see them, you won't believe anyway. And the man was not put off. Because in verse 49, the nobleman says to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your son lives. Just like in the last lesson we did, where Jesus' mother told the servants with the water pots, Just do what he tells you. Listen to what the text says here. Go your way. Your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. The man believed the word. Friends, we need to learn how to believe what Jesus says to us, both in the Bible and by the Spirit. We need to learn to believe what he says to us. In some days, I think believing is easy. I think it's just a, it's, it's coming into agreement mentally with what God says about a situation. I think, I think by and large, that's pretty easy. But you know what? If you're sick or if your child is sick and you're dealing with symptoms every day, sometimes it's hard to believe. In order to believe, you have to renew your mind to what God is saying. You have to, you have to, it's a discipline. I hate to use that word because it sounds so hard, but I mean, 
you know, be bathed in the Word of God so that, you know, you believe. I've got a friend that says a lot of times people are get their faith gun out and they cock it and they pull the trigger and they're firing blanks. It don't it click, 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 and then bam, every once in a while it shoots. I remember when he said that, I was laughed. But it's true. When I pull the trigger on my faith gun, I want it firing every time which means I need to believe what Jesus says when I come to him. I need to believe what Jesus says. And so this was the second sign that Jesus did, and he did it in the very same region where he had done the, the turning the water into wine in, the, in Cana of Galilee. Now I want to remind you, we're talking about villages here, we're talking about small encampments or maybe even with tents or if we're in Africa, I'd say mud huts, but that wasn't true so much in the Middle East. But tents were common and adobe houses, but they're usually small groups of people. And when we talk about a city, we think about a city today, well, and the city I live in here in Claremore, it's about 20,000 people. Well, that's a lot of people. But most of the villages weren't that big. They were small villages, outliers from larger, I hesitate to use the word urban because urban conjures up skyscrapers and, and things like that in our time, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about villages and uh, agrarian culture, and, and um, that's just the way it was. And so I guess my point is that word spread. The guy who made the wine at the wedding is back in town, ladies and gentlemen. And this man had hope in his heart that if he could get to Jesus, his son would be all right. And you know what? That hope must have become faith because when he got to Jesus and Jesus said what he said, he said, go your way, your son lives. And then the text says, the Bible says, the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was going back home, he met his servants, and they told him, your son lives. So what time did the change happen? It turned out it was at the time that Jesus spoke the word, and the man believed the word that was spoken. So before we leave this topic, let me say this. Believing is not just mental assent. Mental assent is part of it, but it's not just getting your thoughts lined up with God. It's more than that. Faith is the thing from the heart. As somebody has said over the years, I don't even know who coined the phrase first, it, it's in your knower. You know that you know that you know that you know that you know in your heart. So faith is not so much a mental exercise as it is a heart exercise that your mental exercise can feed. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, by reading the Word, by speaking the Word, by meditating in the Word day and night that you might observe to do all that's written therein. 
and then you'll make your way prosperous and have good success. That's what God said to Joshua when he was going into the promised land, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. To meditate in the Word. I think it's hard to meditate in the Word because the pressures of life in our time are so great. And the sources of information that come to us through the television set, online, just like I'm doing now, uh, Instagram. Oh, gosh, what's the name of some of those things? Uh, 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 Facebook. Uh, uh, there's ones with pictures, one with messages. There's all, Information is just coming in all kinds of ways, and God's not broadcasting the Bible right now. Although I have to say there are radio stations and TV stations, there are media outlets that are, are broadcasting the Word of God. And that's a good thing. But it's just interesting. Unless you're a pretty devout Christian, most people don't choose that. We have to choose to engage the kingdom of God. We have to choose to set aside the things of this world and engage the presence of the Lord, reading the Bible, praying, worshiping. There's something special that happens when you pray and you worship and you read the Word. There's a connection, a lively connection, just not mental ascent. It's something you really can't explain very well. It's something that happens in your heart. And sometimes it happens in your heart and it confuses your mind because it's, it's not something you, you strain to understand. It's something you receive. The presence of the Holy Spirit living in you. It's amazing. It's amazing. Go your way. Your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. You know, I told you, I mentioned uh, how the, about the cancer story in uh, 2002. God spoke to me. He told me what I needed to do. And I had to believe the word that he spoke to me and then do it. Believing is more than just mental assent. Believing is evidenced, in, in fact, by the reality of you doing what God says. It happens sometimes in giving. God will speak to you to, to give something to somebody, give to the church, give to a person, be a blessing to somebody. And sometimes it feels sacrificial. Sometimes it is sacrificial. But, friends, you can never outgive God. And on every occasion where I've done that, God has blessed me. Now, it wasn't the next day necessarily. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a give and get back easy thing. But it turned out to be, that turned out to be true within a matter of time. It's amazing what God will do. Go your way, your son lives. But I want to tell you, the key thing is believe the word that God has spoken to you. Believe the word that God has spoken to you. Well, as we continue in our studies in John, 
we've talked about the fact that John was an apostle who didn't get martyred. Even though they tried to kill him, he wouldn't die. And he became the recipient of the revelation of Jesus Christ we call the book of Revelation. And he wrote this gospel. He wrote it to affirm who Jesus was, to remind us how important his word is. That we, and he wrote this gospel that we might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that in believing that we might have life everlasting. Thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate you watching. Uh, let me know that you're watching, if you don't mind, if you could make a comment or you could always send a prayer request or something. But uh, just let us know that you're out there. God bless you, and the favor of the Lord rest upon you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Life Changer Church podcast. We want to welcome you to church on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We are located at 2221 Cornerstone Avenue in Claremore, Oklahoma. You can reach the church office at area code 918-341-8344. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.